2: Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Look, oh, that gets
0: me excited. And, of course, the hottest
2: takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you'll like football. Well, right? say
0: I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise <laughs> the Steelers. Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of SBT Overtime. Hockey season is finally almost here. I believe we're, Uh, yes, I believe we're a little less than two weeks away from puck drop, so I'm excited for it. I don't know about you guys, but it can't come soon enough. So we have a lot to get to today. Uh, But first of all, I'm the host, Dan Groen, and joining me are Casey Rush. Howdy, everybody. And Pat Weber. Go Jackets. Go Jackets baby. So, it's been a very entertaining off-season across the NHL, especially for us Jackets fans. Um, and Penguins fan, don't and forget, you have an outsider. We do actually, Casey. If, yeah, Casey is going to bring some dispense. uh much needed analysis for the penguins because they're a pretty popular team up here in northeast ohio even as much as i don't like it uh it's nice for him to be kind of our resident penguins fan up here so before we get into everything else let's kind of talk about some of our favorite offseason acquisitions whether that's from our own teams or across the nhl what are some of our favorite acquisitions that we have seen throughout the nhl or our team so i'll start with you casey
2: Well, first off, it's definitely on your guys' end. You got Johnny. You won the Johnny Hockey sweepstakes. Johnny Goudreau is definitely going to be one player that's going to brighten up your roster. I saw him a lot in Calgary. I thought the Flames were wasting him, and I think with all the prospects that you're getting, you're just going to... Make Johnny Hockey even better, and with better coaching, it's gonna make the Jackets yeah even more closer to the playoffs. I,
0: I definitely think so. I was really surprised by the trade or the uh, signing when it happened. I remember calling Pat, or or Pat called me one of the two. I just remember saying, "Oh my God, we got Johnny Hockey!"
2: Because
1: yeah, you, you sent me a text, and immediately I just started going, "No way! There's absolutely no way!" in that I. I called you and you picked up the phone. And as soon as you did, I got the ESPN. notification. Yes, it was Johnny Goodrell signed with us. Yeah. So it was just incredible.
0: It was unreal. Um, like you were saying, I think he's going to be a very good fit in Columbus. I don't know if he will. Replicate or grow off the season that he just had, that career year he had with, um, what was that, like 113 points or something along those lines? I don't know if he can quite replicate that, but he's going to be by far Columbus's best scorer since probably Rick Nash, if not maybe even more than that. So I really like the acquisition of Johnny Hockey. Pat, I'm sure he's probably your favorite as well.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. But, um, I'm also going to give it to the Kraken because as much as it hurts me to say this, they did get Oliver Bjorkstrand from us. Mm -hmm. So it hurts to say, but uh, I do hope that Ollie does very, very well over in Seattle. It was a good acquisition for the Kraken. I think we gave up uh, Bjorkstrand for almost nothing, in my opinion. But again, a good move by the Kraken.
0: Yeah, it really, really pained me to see him go to Seattle in that trade, I thought that we could have been able to hold on to him and maybe get rid of someone else like maybe a Gus Nyquist, someone who's a little more older, who's kind of more of a rental piece at this point. But nonetheless, I'm excited to see Bjorkstrand go to where I think he'll be able to shine even more because Seattle's building something really good out there. So as far as the Penguins go, are there any good acquisitions that you've seen with the Penguins this year?
2: Well, there was one particular trade that all the Yenzers are considering their version of a Stanley Cup parade. <laughs> Mike Matheson got traded away. He's now a member of the Montreal Canadiens. And with that, they got Jeff Petrie. They got some defensemen on the right side now. All right. Chris Letang and Jeff Petrie on the ice for 78% of the time in every game. That's not a bad uh, defensive duo right there. No, it's not and especially if Chris Letang works on his puck handling skills Mm -hmm. because his time is kind of running short, And if he learns to turn the puck over less, then you got a very dangerous duo. That's right. I mean, I don't know how much
0: more learning there is for Chris Letang, you know, winning all those Stanley Cups and being as long or being on the Penguins as long as he has just about as long as Malkin and Crosby. But um, there's still definitely a lot left in the tank for Letang. And I think that the Penguins are going to have a pretty good season. Um, I believe they also got a a really good free agent from who has Stanley Cup experience. And that is Jan Ruda. Yeah.
2: Defenseman from Tampa. Yeah, he had a very entertaining postseason, including a goal in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final when the Lightning were first on the brink. Monruda is definitely okay, and yeah. hopefully that's the main problem with the Penguins is the defensemen and turnovers mm-hmm. and, and trying to take advantage of turnovers when they get them. Right. So the Penguins definitely need help on that front, and I think they got it with Monruda.
0: Yeah, definitely a very solid piece right there with, like I said, with championship experience. I think you can only do wonders for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we talked about the offseason. Let's talk about the preseason right now as that's underway. It's been underway for a little over a week now. Um, Let's talk about some of the players and prospects that we've kind of looked out for in the preseason and that we're excited to see uh, here in the future. So I'll start. There are two that really stand out to me on the Blue Jackets, and that is Kent Johnson, first-round pick, uh, centerman. He has been electric uh, in the preseason so far. He's had a couple really good assists and a couple good goals, I believe, uh, when being paired with Patrick Laine and Johnny Gaudreau. And then another one I really like is Kirill Marchenko. We drafted him a couple seasons ago. He's still a little bit of a raw prospect, but he's been lighting it up over in Russia and – He's gonna be. It sounds to me like he's gonna be getting a lot of playing time with the Cleveland Monsters, which I have season tickets to, so I'm gonna be able to see firsthand how Kirill Marchenko does. And eventually, I think it'll be only a matter of time before he gets full uh, playing time in the NHL. So, uh, Pat, I'll go to you because we're talking about the Blue Jackets. Are there any prospects that stand out to you?
1: Um, Like you said, I gotta give it to Kent Johnson. He has just been. Playing so well this uh, preseason and he's fitting in really well with Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau, and he's easily I would have to say probably one of our better players already. Mm-hmm. And he's coming into his first full season as a Columbus Blue Jacket, so. The sky's a little bit warm, but I'm so excited to watch the regular season start and watch him get out there on the ice. Yeah,
0: and we're actually going to talk a little bit about that and where uh, Kent Johnson kind of fits into the rest of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets roster in the starting lineup, especially on the first day. But first, I want to go to KC. Uh, are there any prospects on the Penguins that are really enticing to you?
2: Well, I've been looking at some of the Penguins' prospects. There's one particular name that stands out to me is Pierre Oliver Joseph. This is definitely okay. it's going to be one of his. This he started this off. Uh, he started last season, and he's going to be bringing. I uh, hopefully he brings the heat this year. And there's uh, there's one other prospect. There. I must say that as a as a Monsters
0: fan who has seen a lot of games against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, Pierre Oliver Joseph has been. Very, very productive with that uh, Baby Penguins lineup right there, and um, he's definitely been a thorn in the monster's side.
2: Yeah, and there's also Volteri Pustainen. I'm sorry if I butcher it. <laughs> but right. We're not great with pronunciations around yeah, here. <laughs> he did very well with with the Baby Penguins as well. In 73 games played, he's had 42 points, so he averages like a point every other game. It's not bad. And he's expected to make his NHL debut this season. Okay. And hopefully, hopefully it turns out well. And Sam Pullen, he's also had a very good game of forward. And he's expected to arrive next season. Okay. So, yeah. And obviously the f- first pick, the number 21 pick for the Penguins, Owen Pickering. I think we give him a couple years because he did very well with the Swift Current Broncos and the mm-hmm. WHL. right, And... He's expected to arrive.
0: Yeah, I really like.
2: He's a very short guy. He goes from 5'6 three years ago to this absolute unit, and it's obviously going to be some very exciting prospects for the penguins yeah i really like
0: uh the o- owen pickering pick i thought that he would have been a good reach for columbus if they weren't gonna end up with both denton matichuk and uh david Yeracek, um, which are also a couple of really enticing prospects but it seems like they're a little further down the line um, as far as when we'll be able to get to see them so Right now, let's talk about the opening day in the NHL. Let's give our predictions for the opening day lines uh, for each of our teams. So me and Pat, will start with the Columbus Blue Jackets here. I'm going to start with our forwards. So on the top line, I got Johnny Gaudreau starting at left wing. I think you can also play at right wing. I'm not sure. But him and Patrick Line can interchange on the wings of that top line. So I got Gaudreau and Laine centering them. For now, I have uh, Boone Jenner. Uh, Pat, do you have anyone else starting uh, on that top offensive line?
1: No, I think you nailed it. Um, obviously, you know I love having Gaudreau and Line at the wings, and then who else but the captain going in at center?
0: Yeah, see, I really like Jenner right there to start, but I eventually, I, I think that eventually either Cole Stillinger or Kent Johnson is going to take over as the one as, as the number one center. Um, so I think going off of our next lines, I want to say. I think Alexander Texier gets a lot of playing time toward the top. So I think I'm going to have him starting at left, or not starting, but I think he'll be the left wing in that second line, and he will be centered by Cole Sillinger. And then right across from him, we'll have Jacob Voracek. So we got a lot of, a, a good, pretty good balance of young talent mixed with veterans. So then my third line, I have Gus Nyquist, Jack Roslovic, and Igor Chinikov. And then the last line, I have... Kent Johnson starting at left wing, although, like I said, I think he will eventually bounce up to a uh, one of the top two or three centers. So I got Kent Johnson, Sean Corrale and Eric Robinson. So, Pat, how how are some of your lines looking um, as far as the offense goes for Columbus?
1: Dan, I'm going to be honest with you. I think great minds think alike because I have like <laughs> the exact same thing Wow! with every single one of our lines. That's incredible. So,
0: <laughs> so no further analysis on there. Uh, let's see our no defense. I mean,
1: you covered all the points that I was going to kind of touch on. So <laughs> yeah, it's just the Blue Jackets fandom. German right there.
0: <laughs> yes. So let's go on to the defense now. So obviously our number one defenseman is Zach Wierenski paired with him. I have starting on the opening day, I have Adam Boquist. I think this can be either him. I think it could be Andrew Peak. I could even see it being Eric Goodbranson. I think that that right defense, uh, position, to start the game or to start the season. I think that's wide open, but for now I have Adam Boquist starting there just to balance out the line. So we and Boqvist Boquist at the top, the, the middle pair. I have Vladislav Gavrikov and Andrew peak. And then on the bottom line, Eric Branson and uh, Nick Blankenberg. So do you have anyone else uh, or what are your defensive pairings looking like?
1: So my defensive pairings right now are actually Zach Rawinsky and Eric Branson in uh, okay. the first um, then I have Gavrikov and Blankenberg in the second. And then I have Boquist and Mr. Jake Bean on the Really? Third. You don't have Andrew Peak in there at all? I think, no, I don't. I I think that, uh, I mean, he's obviously going to see the ice a lot, but I think that Jake Bean is a little bit better. Wow. And I think he's going to get some more ice time than him.
0: Interesting. I think Peak is a lot better. He just earned a pretty nice, I think it was a three-year contract there. Um, he's shown a lot of improvement last season, so I'm really fond of Peak. Jake Bean, I think he's still a very young, raw kind of player that I think he just needs to find his footing because he's actually someone who I have in the trade block, which I won't spoil yet because I also want to get to KC and some of his picks. Um, actually, first of all, I want to go with the uh, – goaltending situation in Columbus. I think it's pretty obvious. Elvis Merzlikens, he's our number one goalie now. Backing him up, I have Jonas Corposalo for opening day. Again, things can change throughout the season. Um, but are those your two goalies uh, too, Pat?
1: Yeah, you already know. King Elvis is getting the start. And then, obviously, Corposalo on uh, opening day. But I I don't think Corposalo is going to be in a jacket jersey for uh, too much longer.
0: <laughs> no, I don't either. And... I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So first, I want to go to KC. Do you have any predictions on what the opening day line is going to look like for the Penguins?
2: Well, obviously Sidney Crosby's going to be the starter. Yeah. Obviously, the captain of the team. He's been around this league team for so long. I'd say he's pretty good. Yeah. And on the each wing, the left wing, you got Jake Etzel, and then you got Ricard Raquel on the other side. Okay. Or you could place Brian Rust up there on the top wing bring back Sid and the kids even though they're technically not kids anymore but then for the second line you got Malkin, Zucker and then either Rust or Raquel which either one works but the third line is going to be the the third line is going to determine whether the Penguins go forward or not Jeff Carter you know he's still still producing at a very old age unfortunately yeah unfortunately (laughs) for us yeah yeah and then you got Drew O'Connor Another one of our good prospects, and you got Casbury Captain. Even though he didn't really have a, a hot season last year, mm. this is he's got a two year extension. This is going to be his proven year. Yep, he's gonna. It's he's either prove either do it. well or you're gone. Right. And then the fourth line, you got Teddy Bluger, Josh Archibald, and Brock McGinn. Brock McGinn actually did have an entertaining season. With me, with the Penguins last year, Mm -hmm. he entertained me very well. Okay, and then for the defenseman pairings, you still got Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang. Brian Dumoulin, of course, he's been on the back-to-back Stanley Cup teams, right? And he's kind of on the decline. Hopefully, this season he gets a little bit better. And when adding Jeff Petrie, you can switch around him and Letang. Hopefully, it could. It provides more and more fire to the Flames. And then you got Marcus Pedersen, even though he's kind of on the decline as well. He could be on the trade block. And then you got Ty Smith and Juan Ruta. Juan Ruta, obviously, that big signing.
0: Mm-hmm. A
2: lot of good defensive depth there for that Penguins team. Absolutely. And then, but the goaltending, that's been the problem with the Penguins because mm-hmm. Marc Andre Fleury has been gone for years. And now Matt Murray's been gone for years. Mm -hmm. And Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith, they can only hold up leads for so long because you saw it with that 3-1 lead against the Rangers. Louis Domingue only could do so much. Yeah, And then Tristan Jari came in, but by then it was too little, too late. So Tristan Jari does have a lot to prove. In Casey DeSmith, obviously, goaltending is a big issue for the Penguins. They need to bounce back or hot fire their goaltending coach one way
0: right or another because tristan jari he's such a good goalie like right. very talented we've seen how good he is in the regular season but it just seems like come postseason either he always gets and en- ends up getting plagued by injuries
2: or he just does not show up like he usually does and another thing with the penguins is that their glove hand is very very weak because that's yeah. where that's where the majority of our goals against come from. It's that the glove, glove side. hand side.
0: Interesting, yeah. So, yep, those are our starting lines for opening day. Of course, things change throughout the season. We don't know which kind of prospects are going to come up, who's going to be on the trade block, and whatever. So let's actually talk about some of the players. We already already kind of touched on it. Let's talk about some of the players who we have on the trade block right now. So I have a couple of them. I already spoiled some of them, one of them being Jake Bean. I think that this defense – Well, I think he does have a place in his defense, and they they say you can never have too much defensive depth. I think eventually, once you get your David Yerichek, your Denton Matichuk up, uh, and maybe Jake Christensen, um, I think that Jake Bean is going to be on the outside looking in because he is a little more experienced, um, but he's going to probably be outplayed by a lot of those younger prospects. So I think he'll eventually be shipped off. Will it be this season? I'm not sure. But he's someone who I have on the trade block. Uh, also, Jonas Corposalo. we have a lot of goalie depth there. We got um, Daniel Tarasov coming up um, after sustaining a season-ending injury last season. I think that he'll have a nice bounce-back season there. Um, and then the other two that I have are forwards, Liam Foody and Emil Bemstrom. So, same kind of deal. I think that... The jackets have so much depth at wing. A lot of people coming up: Kent Johnson, Kirill Marchenko, uh, Igor Chinnikov is going to be a full-time NHLer, I believe. And so I think that Liam Foodie and Emil Bemstrom are to also going to be on the outside looking in because we already kind of know who they are as players. So those are my four. Pat, do you have anyone else?
1: Um. No, the only one I'm kind of gonna backpack on is the corpus solid trade okay so we do as you mentioned we do have a lot of goalie depth so having him around isn't really necessary and i feel like for the past few years with elvis becoming uh the full-time starter corby has been wanting to leave columbus more and more so i expect he will be gone by the trade deadline
0: Yeah, and I think he has, kind of like some of the other players I was saying, I think he has a role on many other teams. I just don't think that Columbus really fits him as much as it used to anymore. Um, Where he used to be kind of the 1A slash 1B with Elvis, now Elvis has really shown that he is the number one guy. Even though they're both the same age, it seems like Elvis is only going to grow, whereas we already kind of know what Corpus is all about. So... um, any players that you think are going to be on the trade block this year, Casey?
2: Well, for the Penguins, I already spoiled a couple of them. Marcus Pedersen, he hasn't been that strong on the defensive unit. He mm-hmm. might be gone. And Caspery Kapanen, I already mentioned before, it's gonna be his this is gonna be his proven year. If he has one bad season like last year, he's probably gonna go. And I mentioned Brian Doomlin. He has so much talent. He's one of our best defensemen, but you can only hold on to talent for so long before right. he goes, goes to the higher depths of free agency. <laughs> yep. And then Jason Zucker, he's actually had an entertaining preseason so far, so he might be off the block here very soon. But then Chad Ruweedle, he hasn't been one of our highest scoring defensemen, so he might go as well, but other than that, you never know with the Penguins because heck, nobody knows what the Penguins are gonna do right. this trade this trade-off season and the deadline and everything else. Yeah, and they, they oh, never everything.
0: Yeah, and they never seem to make they never seem to be that team that makes these huge like blockbuster trades or these no. huge free agent splashes. They just seem to be such a well managed, well-coached team. And yeah. like you said, eventually all that old championship talent that they have is eventually going to fade out, and I think that it's already happening. Yeah, I feel like some they're going to be gone. Yeah, and I feel like they should be in rebu- rebuild mode now already. But um, but Pittsburgh
2: teams don't tank. You see that with the Steelers. <laughs> you see that with basically yeah everything else. Yep, unfortunately, I would say the me, Pirates, but-, but they tank every year, so. Well, you can't really tank if you're never like
0: up there to begin with. But exactly. nonetheless, that kind of transitions to our next point in where do we think our teams are going to finish? Hmm. So I think it's both of our teams being in the Metro division, the Metro, it seems like every single year it's so competitive. It seems like the team was like fifth in the Metro was could always be like second or first in like the Pacific. And so let's yeah, talk about.
2: Yeah, because there's only like two teams in the Metro that suck. That's how close this division is. Yeah, yeah,
1: this division is by far the most competitive division in all of hockey, I would have to say. Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. So let's predict where each of our teams are going to end up finishing. Now, Pat, we already talked about this uh, earlier this summer in another podcast episode. We have the Jackets, or at least I have the Jackets, finishing fourth in the Metro with about 90 points. I believe they finished with 84 points, 82, something along those lines uh, this last season. And I think that they'll only improve adding Johnny Hockey, bringing up some of those prospects. I don't think they're Stanley Cup contenders quite yet, but I think that they are slowly on their way there. And I think they're going to be right back into the playoffs, finishing fourth in the Metro with 90 points. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, Pat? Do you have, where do you have the Jackets finishing?
1: I have the Jackets finishing third. From the Metro, my hopes are very high going into this season. I us finishing third with uh, 90 to 95 points. And okay. I don't have us uh, winning the Stanley Cup, but I do have us making our first appearance in franchise history this year. Hmm. Yeah. So, Hey, I have uh, – my hopes are at an all-time now. high for this year. Wow. For once in my life, I have hope for the Blue Jackets. <laughs> so,
0: In a very, very, very crowded Eastern Conference, I mean – I respect the uh, the optimism there, but I am nowhere near as hopeful, at least right away. <laughs> I think that they are definitely in the makings of having a Stanley Cup team, but they are still several years off, especially with a lot of these prospects just mm-hmm. coming up, if not, will be coming up soon. Um, yeah. So I have 90 points. Pat has between 90 and 95. What about your Pittsburgh Penguins, Casey? Where do you have them finishing?
2: Well... Obviously, I don't have them winning the division because Rangers and the Hurricanes. Yeah. The highest I have for the Penguins is third. Okay. Like around 101 because, like I said, the Penguins are stuck in the Metro, the toughest division in all of hockey. Yeah. The worst I have them finishing is either fifth or sixth, just around the, just around the cusp of the wild card. If they either... They either make the playoffs or they miss it entirely. That's how close this Metro Division is going to be. Yes, yeah, so. I don't have them winning. the St- I don't have them winning Stanley Cup. As a matter of fact, I have them losing the first round to Carolina. But it just shows that the Penguins' glory days are pretty much over. They yeah. got to rebuild here very very soon. You can only yeah. hold on to the talent that you have for so long. Right. Yeah, they got to rebuild
0: soon because. They're definitely a playoff team, and they've been a playoff team for well, a very long time. Mm-hmm. And But they just seem to be a one-and-done team for the last several years, and it doesn't look like they're improving a whole lot on that aspect. And so for me, I have the Penguins finishing just a little bit above the Jackets with 94 points just because I think they'll be able to stay competitive and be that playoff-caliber team all season. It's just a matter of how far they'll make it into the playoffs and like you said i don't think they're going to advance beyond the first round especially if they go up against stanley cup contending teams like the carolina hurricanes or the new york rangers exactly so that is where we predict our teams to finish so let's let's talk about the playoff picture right now Mm. so i want to talk about who's going to be in versus who's going to be out compared to last year so for me I think the Blue Jackets will just make it. I think they'll be back in the playoff contention in a very tough Metro division. And as far as who is out, for me, this was tough. I wanted to say the Penguins, even though I had them finishing ahead. um, I think that kind of like what you were saying, Mm -hmm. they could either finish with like 100 points or they could finish with like 80 something. I think it's a very wide window for the Penguins. Exactly. So I could see them either fading out finally or... The Washington Capitals, who have also haven't shown much growth since that Stanley Cup win in 2018,
2: I do have the Capitals as one of my wild cards, though. Okay, so
0: who who is
1: your the uh, the Capitals going out?
2: (laughs) Okay,
0: so me and me and uh, Pat have the Capitals not making the playoffs. Uh, Is there anyone who stands out to you, uh, Casey, that you think won't make the playoffs this year?
2: Oh, so one of them is the Boston Bruins if they made it to the playoffs list. Good point. Yeah. I have Boston missing out this time around because they've been on the decline for so long. The 2019 final is, I think that's where they've peaked. Yeah. And they did win the president's trophy in 2020, even though they were the, they became the fourth seed in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic and they crashed out. Yeah. Boston is going downhill. And I don't see Boston making the playoffs this year. I really
0: don't. Yeah, I mean, I could see them missing out too because it seemed like they lost a lot of that veteran talent that they had. They're kind of still relying on that top-heavy veteran, that um, whatever the nickname was. See, hockey can't come soon enough because it's been such a long offseason. You know, I'm forgetting all these names and everything. I know. Um, so that's who we have in and out. Um, as far as who makes the Stanley Cup, I, I like doing these predictions this early in the season so then we can go to the end of the season and kind of look back and say, wow, I was this accurate, or man, my pick sucked. So who do we have making it to the Stanley Cup, and who is going to hoist that Lord Stanley Trophy?
1: Uh, so for the Stanley Cup, I have our Dario and Columbus Blue Records taking on the Los Angeles Kings. i going back to my Kings wow. pick from last year. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed they make it. See, those are some
0: bold picks. I... Like I said, I'm not that high on Columbus just yet, and I'm certainly not very high on L.A. at the moment. I think they got the talent, um, but I just don't think that they can compete in a very top-heavy Western Conference with the Avalanche and even the Calgary Flames. Even though they lost Johnny Gaudreau, they got a pretty good haul with uh, bringing in uh, Jonathan Huberto. So for me, I have the Avalanche making it again. And I think I have them winning it again because they just look too unstoppable this year. And right. the West hasn't really improved a whole lot in terms of talent. So I think the Avalanche are going to make it again and win it all. And then just like last year, I'm going to I'm going to predict that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to make it to the Stanley Cup. I think this is the year that they get over that line. I think that this is the year that... They can show that they're better than the Tampa Bay Lightning, and even though I think they can put up a really good fight against the Avs, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche in six games. So, Casey, what about you?
2: Well, my picks are definitely not as chaotic as Pat's over there, (laughs) but I have a different final. I have the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers in the final. Interesting. Yeah, because the Gretzky teams. Yeah, because Edmonton nearly made it to the final, but they got swept by the Colorado Avalanche off, mm-hmm. of, an, off of an overtime goal in Game Four. Yep. And the Rangers, they put up a good fight against Tampa Bay, but this time I think they blow them out of the water this year and get revenge. But I have the Oilers beating the Rangers in six games with the Conn Smythe Trophy going to Connor McDavid.
0: All right. Yeah, I respect it. I think the Oilers are well overdue for a Stanley Cup with that dangerous duo of McDavid and Dry Sidle. I hate to see that talent go to waste, quite honestly. Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. But even then, if that means another Avalanche Stanley Cup, so be it, (laughs) at least for me. So, speaking of those awards, let's talk about some of the awards that we think these players are going to win. So, the heart trophy the nhl's mvp let's quickly go through these who do we have pat i'll go to you
1: uh i have the goat johnny gaudreau winning mvp <laughs> talk about
0: homerism <laughs> here in this episode yeah oh, my I, no, I respect it i respect it um casey what about you
2: uh i have austin matthews going back to back all right, I do think Toronto is going to win the Atlantic, but I didn't say anything about them making it past the first round.
0: Oh, it's just kind of a given that they're not going to make it beyond the first know, round.
2: Just, <laughs> I know this is what we tell Maple Leafs fans every year win four games in the playoffs then we'll take you seriously yes that's all you need just four wins all you have to do is hold on to that you
0: don't have to blow it or anything Mm -hmm. um so i have from your stanley cup winning team the edmonton oilers i have Connor mcdavid winning yet again Mm -hmm. i think he's just a very safe bet to win this trophy it seems like every single year he is one of those players he's what people call the next Sidney crosby and i'm kind of honestly i'm kind of tired of those comparisons he's not the next Sidney crosby he's not no. the next whatever he is connor mcdavid yeah he is, mcdavid is his home.
2: mcdavid is his own breed in a there's, his own. No other, right. there's no other right he is it. an
0: all-time great and so that leads me to my next one who is going to lead or who is going to win the calder trophy for best rookie pat i'll go to you again please Ooh. tell me you have a, a blue jacket in this one <laughs>
1: Um, oh, that's a good question. There's so many good rookies. I think this year was a very, very promising. I can tell. Uh, but I I think I got to give it to Shane Wright, man. I mean, yeah. coming into the draft, he was so sought after. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I've, he was. I've, I've, I've got to give it to Shane Wright.
0: Yeah. And he was supposed to be the number one overall pick, Um, at least and to many experts
1: yep right so to that I, seattle I Kraken, Kraken team got a steal yeah
0: absolutely i'm not sure how much playing time is going to get right out of the gate which is why i have a prospect who has been in the makings for about a year and that is kent johnson i think he's going to step up into that role and i think he's going to show that he is going to be one of the league's more talented rookies or one of the league's best talented rookies and so Kent Johnson winning Calder is who I have. That's my little little bit of homerism right there with my predictions. Uh, Casey, who is your rookie of the year?
2: Uh, I was originally going to go with Kent Johnson to beef you guys up, but <laughs> however, I'm going to go with another member of the Seattle Kraken. That's okay. not Shane Wright. It's Matty Bernier. He Ooh. started last started last year in the final ten games of the season. He actually did pretty well, averaging nearly a point per game he still has a minus one on the ice but that could be dealt with yeah that doesn't really mean anything when he only played 10 games but maddie bernier can only go up from there and i really think seattle might do a little bit better even though i have him finishing in seventh in the pacific yeah i think that's a very
0: solid pick i think seattle has such a very bright future ahead of them they with do. you know oliver bjorkstrand they got shane Wright. they got maddie Beniers or beignet however you say it again it we're not great really with matter. yeah we're, we're not great with pronunciations <laughs> around here up no. at uh in akron um but yeah they just have so much talent and they also have some pretty good championship caliber talent as well they have um burakovsky from the avalanche i believe yep um they they got a lot of good talent uh both veterans and young prospects So, moving on, let's talk about defense now. Who do we think is going to win the Norris Trophy this year? Pat, what about you?
1: Again, I think I've got to have a little bit of homerism in me. And I think i got to give it to the best defenseman in the game. Zach Rowinsky.
0: Okay. Another another homerism pick there. But he's going three the for Jackets three all with the, with the reserve
1: all of them. <laughs> Actually,
0: no, no, no. He had Shane Rice as his coder. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. I'm the one who had Kent Johnson. Um, I'm surprised yes, he didn't. Sir. But um, so he has Zach Werenski, one of my favorite players. I'm not sure if I would crown him the uh, Norris trophy winner this year. Um, but I would love to see it. Uh Casey, do you have any differing opinions?
2: Uh yeah, well this is the guy who <laughs> definitely should have won the Norris Trophy last year, Kel McCarr, out of the Colorado Avalanche. Yep, and that you're reigning Conn Smythe Trophy winner, by the way. That's and right. Kel McCarr actually did have an entertaining season. It's crazy. He's still entertaining so young, to say and the he least. Can, it can only get you can only get better from here. It's incredible. It's it's going to be tough to get better
0: from that amazing outstanding season he had last year but just based off how dominant he was um throughout the entire season and throughout the playoffs i don't know if i can give it to anyone other than kale mccarr so i have him winning back-to-back norris
2: trophies as well actually no pat patrice bergeron won the trophy last year I didn't know he, he didn't. No, Kyle McCarr didn't? won it. Really? It was you,
0: UC, or Kale, Kale McCarr
1: did? Uh, Kyle McCarr did win it last year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was, I remember uh, Dan. You and I had talked about that on. Uh, one of the podcasts and we were both figuring that that was probably the only accurate award that was given out
0: yeah Uh, Bergeron you're thinking of the Selkie winner and we can go to that too uh, since yes so who do we think is winning the Selkie I believe that Patrice Bergeron isn't he retired now uh Uh, i think he's still on the bruins i can he is uh, still on the bruins he's not retired yet okay i remember them making this big deal about yeah this might be his final game so i thought maybe he did retire uh again just goes to show how long this offseason has been that i can't keep (laughs) up with this stuff so for me the selkie winner is going to be alexander barkov from the florida panthers i mean I think it's always a safe bet to choose Patrice Bergeron, but eventually something's going to give. Eventually, he's going to end up retiring. Um, He's getting up there in age. Even though he's such a dominant performer, I think that Alexander Barkov has a lot more upside as a two-way player. So, Pat, do you have anyone else winning the Selke Trophy for best defensive
1: forward? I do, and I have the old fail-safe Patrice Bergeron. Like you said, he's Pretty much a safe bet to finish at least top two every single season. Yeah. And you know, like you said, he's just so dominant out there on the ice, and I don't see why he couldn't win it again this year.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year every single year with,
1: yeah. in the when NBA. It really shouldn't be. And also, it was like uh, Draymond Green's a uh, little bit of a stretch there where easily it should have been Kawhi Leonard on that three-peat. Uh, a few years back when he was on his final or second to last season on the Spurs.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, Casey, do you have anyone else winning the Selkie Trophy? Actually, Dan, I agree with you
2: on the Selkie pick. Alexander, Alexander Barkov. Barkov from All the right. Panthers. Like he throughout 67 games, he's been he's been averaging over a goal per game. He's been absolutely fantastic. And he, I think he's still going to continue to. He's going to continue to perform like he did last year, and I think the Florida Panthers will do better in the Stanley Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. even getting their revenge on Tampa Bay. Yep, but I, I would hope so. And I can easily see uh, Panthers and Rangers Eastern Conference Finals, and Alexander Barkov is definitely going to be the driving force of that. Panthers team. Yeah. That those Florida Panthers, they're way too talented to be a
0: first, second round exit every single year. So I'm hoping
1: almost like the Maple Leafs in that aspect where you have such a good roster. Exactly. Play so well in the regular season, but then it comes time for the playoffs and you just cannot perform.
0: Yeah. And I think that unfortunately with the Tampa Bay lightning and how good they are, that hasn't really helped them. Not, not necessarily in their favor there. Um, but speaking of the lightning, um, who do we have winning the Vesna Trophy? I am, I'm torn between Jacob Markstrom and Tampa Bay's uh, Andre Vasilevsky. I, I think I'm going to go with Markstrom here, quite honestly, because he had one of the quietly one of the best seasons by any goalie last year. He was just overshadowed by Igor Shesterkin, but in the West, he was by far the best goaltender um, in the Western Conference. So, Pat, do you have anyone else winning the Vesna Trophy?
1: I do. I actually have Frederick Anderson of the Hurricanes Ooh, okay. winning it this year. I think that last year he was one of the best uh, goalies in the league. I mean, he had the second lowest uh, uh, percentages, and I, I just think he's that good. I mean, yeah, like you said, he was all. a lot of these goals were overshadowed um, yeah. last season, and I just think all of them are going to step up big time because, honestly, I think Schuster can – was kind of overrated once, you know, his performance in the playoffs went through. Yeah. So
0: reminded me a lot of
1: of fell off. And I think it's a way to rise up for the rest of these goalies.
0: Yeah. He reminded me a lot of Bobrovsky in those years with Columbus where he was, especially that
1: final season against the, uh, the Bruins. Well, i will say That'd he had rough. an excellent well
0: he had an excellent series against tampa bay it was those previous seasons that i'm more referring to where he was a vesna trophy uh, candidate every single year i believe he won two of them with us and he just always seemed to disappear in the playoffs i mean i never thought it was all his fault but nonetheless i don't really like to see that with a lot of goalies especially vesna winners
2: so casey what about you anyone else uh, actually, I have Igor Shosturkin going back to back on the okay. trophies. I can see that happening. Because once because again, is a very
1: good Once again, I league.
2: had the Oilers and Rangers in the Stanley Cup final, and Igor Shosturkin definitely entertained me last year, especially during that freaking Penguins and Rangers series. <laughs> Ugh, why was <laughs> a thorn in their side? Yeah, lead? but Shosturkin definitely proved that he's one. He's a phoenix. He rises through the fire and the flames. And (laughs) I think it Gorsha can continue to keep it up last year. I like um, that analogy. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: um, second to last award that we have, we have the Jack Adams award for coach of the year. I have to be a little bit biased here. I'm going with former Lake Erie monster and current Stanley Cup champion, Jared Bednar. I have him winning the Jack Adams award. I think he really could have won it last year. um, But... I think that Daryl Sutter winning it was pretty deserving, given how much he elevated that Calgary Flames team. So, oh, yeah. Um, Pat, do you have anyone else winning Jack Adams?
1: I do. I have our very own Brad Larson. Okay. <laughs> well, as, as I do have us going to the Stanley Cup Finals, I think that should we get there, Brad Larson deserves this award more than anybody because it will be our first appearance in Stanley Cup history. So we, I have to give it to Brad Larson.
0: Yeah, I'd say he'd be deserving of that if that was the case, but like I said, I'm not ready to put Good the jackets the that high yet. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you're right. That's all I'll say. I hope that you're right and I'm wrong, but um I'm just hampering my expectations uh just a little bit. <laughs> so uh Casey, anyone else? Um do who who do you think is gonna win the coach of the year Jack Adams Award?
2: I have Jay Woodcroft for the Edmonton Oilers. It's gonna okay. be his first year as head coach. He was the head coach for the AHL affiliate. Oilers the Bakersfield Condors and I do think with the talent that the Oilers have Connor McDavid Leon Draisaitl, mm-hmm. he could definitely lift those players up if they haven't already and I think Jay I did have the Oilers as the Stanley Cup champions this year and Jay Woodcroft is is the backbone for that Stanley Cup winning team All right, so Jay Woodcroft winning it uh, for KC.
0: And so finally, let's talk about our Conn Smythe Trophy winner, Stanley Cup MVP. KC, you already touched on it.
2: I already spoiled mine. It's Jesus, (laughs) Connor McDavid.
0: Yep, um, that would be a very fitting award for him if he makes it that far, which like I said, you don't want to see all that talent go to waste. No, definitely Um, not. But for me, since I have the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche winning it again, I really want to give it to uh, Kale McCarr again, but I'm going to give it to, oh, captain, my captain, Nathan McKinnon. Actually, you know what? I don't think he is a captain.
2: No, that's Gabriel Landis That
0: is right. Um, so – Oh, assistant captain, my assistant captain, Nathan McKinnon. (laughs) (laughs) I have Nathan McKinnon winning the consmite this year. I had him winning it last year until uh, Kale McCarr made that absolutely insane playoff run. Um, So I'm giving it to Daddy Mac. So how about
1: you, Pat? So since I have the LA Kings beating the Blue Jackets in the Stanley Cup finals, I'm going to have to give it to Adrian Kemp.
0: Wait a second. I thought you had the, the Blue Jackets winning the Stanley Cup. No,
1: I I said losing.
0: Oh, okay. I was making so our goodness. first appearance. Yeah. All right. So you're and not I'm, really that much of a homer.
1: <laughs> no, I, I am still I am still a homer, but not that much of a homer. <laughs> yes. But um I do have Adrian Kemp taking okay. home
0: the MVP. All right. That's definitely a dark horse uh, candidate there for the Colin Smythe winner. So yeah, we have went through a lot today. As far as the NHL goes, I'm very happy to be back for hockey to be back. And I'm also, ha- yeah, I'm also happy to be back here hosting these podcasts. I love doing it. And I'm um, i'm just ready for some hockey there's not you you can't go wrong with hockey yep spray it
1: on i'm ready to see lucky number 13 going around on the ice taking us to the promised land oh my god that's right stop it (laughs) (laughs) johnny hockey is
0: in columbus um that's something i still can't can't... that's real exactly i'm still having a hard time fathoming (laughs) that so all right any final thoughts today gentlemen
1: As always, go Jackets. Johnny Hockey is here in the Jackets. We will be making our first Stanley Cup appearance in franchise history this season.
0: All right. I'm hoping so. Casey, any final thoughts?
2: Well, obviously, go Pens. Hopefully, we have a better season than last year. Hopefully, we don't blow another 3-1 lead again because you've been doing it four times since 2011. That'd be comical. Oh, yeah. For you, too. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So Do it for the meme. Uh, Of course, it's only funny when it happens to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, as an Indians fan slash Guardians fan, I've been there. I know how it feels. So, hey, I'm one, too. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. well, you've you've been you've seen it all then. (laughs) Yes, I know. This is I still believe that's karma for making fun of the Warriors. That 3-1 deficit. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But still go Peng, go pens and let's just get hockey back. I'm sick and tired of waiting.
0: Yep, hockey is officially coming back soon. I can't wait for it. And I'm also looking forward to this Friday night. The Akron Zips club hockey team will be playing the IUP Crimson Hawks at center ice arena in Jackson township. It's right by the Akron Canton airport. Uh, if you're a U Akron student tickets are free for everyone else, they are only $5. So please show up 8:40 puck drop, be there, be square, show up and show out. And I'm really looking forward to PA announcing that game game so that just about does it here for us at SPT overtime my name is dan groen
2: my name is casey rush and i'm
1: patrick rubber
0: and be sure to follow us on twitter at WZIP Sports. tune in to sports power talk every sunday from 11 to 1 on 88.1 wzip which is also available on the free to download radio fx app and subscribe to both of our podcasts SPT overtime and SPT rewind Thanks for listening to this episode of SPT Overtime.
2: Go Jackets. And go Pens.